0: Hi, this is John Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and it's the month of May, the merry month of May said uh, King Lancelot's King. We are talking about motherhood during the merry month of May, and I very much enjoy um, gathering information and specifics to talk to you about during this month. We've talked about the ministry of motherhood. We've talked about um, the ministry of motherhood and the household of faith, and how we are able to have authority over our children, the value of what our children are. And the last time we were together, I told you that if you are one of the first 10 people who send us a note saying, I subscribed, and you subscribe to Modern Homemakers, we will send you a copy, a free copy, of Loving Life as an At-Home Mom. I'm afraid you'll have to give us a heart address as well. Be assured we will not do anything with your heart address except send you a free book. So come and join us and come and get a copy of Loving Life as an At-Home Mom. Oh, it's by Donna Otto. That book was one of my favorite books because the first title was The Stay-at-Home Mom, and it was written in the late 80s when the stay-at-home mother was being bashed unmercifully. So today it's called Loving Life as an At-Home Mom. And today I want to talk to you in this collection of shows, teachings on motherhood. I want to go back to this notion of the ministry of motherhood. And I talked to you about that a few days ago. If you didn't hear that show, please tune in and listen to the difference of what a ministry is and why we call it the ministry of motherhood. And then we talked about the authority you have. And I mentioned to you that diagnosing your child and training the will of your child would be subjects that we would engage in. Today, I want to engage in something that I have lovingly called Servant versus slave. Your ministry is to be a servant, not a slave. And God speaks so many places about our service, who we serve. And he says to us in Mark chapter 10, verse 43, but it is not so among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. Must be your servant. Now, the verses right before that are when the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. And that was, you know, James and John are saying, Oh, I want to be on your one side and I want to be on your other side. And they're acting like schoolboys. And Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. Then he speaks these powerful words, but you, it is not so among you. Whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, must be your servant. Now, what does the difference between servant and slave? So I see some mothers who are servants to their children, and I see some mothers who are servants to their children, and they also get in a sticky wicket, and they become slaves to their children. There's a very big difference. To serve is to render aid or help. And that's what Jesus is talking about in this verse. If you want to be a great mother, render service to your children by training them and training them in the way they should go. However, a slave is held in bondage, controlled by a master, and your children should not be your master's. Now, some of you are saying, well, my children are never my masters. Okay, so let's let's start this again and go back and let me ask you this question. Have you ever been in the grocery store with a three-year-old and you have a limited time and you have a long list and you've got to get all the groceries into the cart, in, from the counter, off the bags, into the car, into the house and get dinner too? And a little child who's three starts saying... I want a lollipop, I want an ice cream, I want a bag of candy, what is it that would be an act of service to that child? Pausing, looking at that child and say, now Sarah, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, the answer is no, I spoke a few days ago about the simple procedure in teaching a child how to obey your command, okay? Okay. Calling the child by name, using a normal voice, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Go back and listen to it. But let me say what typically happens. We can't do that. We simply can't do that. Or they're screaming so loudly they're disrupting the whole store. So what do you do? You hand the lollipop over to the child. And may I tell you, mother, in that instant, you have become their slave. In that instant, they said, "hop!" Jump. I want a lollipop. Get it to me and not. I'm going to make the biggest noise you've ever seen. And that's how I'll get it. Now, let me say to you, there are times when you need to do that. Just give the child the lollipop and stop the screaming. But if that becomes the habit, then you are no longer the servant. You become a slave. We all succumb occasionally when our children insist on something. It's a public place. There's a time constraint. And, And I'm not talking about these exceptions. I'm talking about the standard, the rule. So who's in charge at your house? You or your children? Are you determined to serve your children so they will grow to serve Christ? Or are you the slave who is in bondage to doing whatever your children wants? Otherwise, there'll be disruptive noises or temper tantrums or, 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 or. Now, the busier I get with my life, the less I'm able to serve my children, to serve my family to serve those that I've committed to serve. The busier I get, the less I'm able to do that because it's a sacrifice. And that sacrifice is pressure, precious precious to Jesus. And we make sacrifices um, by making personal choices. Our sacrifice then is patterned after the sacrifice of Christ who serve to meet the deepest needs of humankind. And as mothers, we do the same. We learn to lay down our lives for our children on a daily basis. But not because they're stomping their foot and yelling and screaming and demanding, and because if you don't give them what they want, there's going to be such holy terror that you'll be in trouble. And it's so easy for that to happen. I often say this, that children are so much smarter than we are in those situations. They kind of surprise attack you. I can remember thinking, how did she do that? Like, like I, I'm pretty smart, but suddenly what she wanted and what I didn't want, we were doing it. So I think this day-to-day ministry to your children um, helps you realize your own limitations and helps you um, continue to... Show your children how it is that you can serve them and train them to be the kind of human beings that you want them to be, to prepare their hearts to say yes as a choice to Christ. But occasionally we allow ourselves to get caught up in slavery. Now I would like to speak, and I will talk about teenage years in a few days, but I want to speak about how insidious it can be. It, it can be as insidious as... Let's just say you were a mother like I was when I was a young mother. I was very badly in need of approval and recognition. And my daughter, I think she figured that out before she was two years old. She was not speaking common language with me. I did not say to her from the tenderness of my heart, you know, I've always had a little approval issue. No, no. She just picked up on it immediately because she would... Powed off or get distant from me. And, and then I would feel like, oh no, oh no. And then I would come scampering after her and guess what? She get what she wanted and I do the wrong thing. It was, it, it was amazing to me how smart, how manipulative, how careful they were to get what they want. Mother, do you do things just like that to get what you want? Do you hold someone hostage, a husband, a boss, your neighbor, (coughs) a girlfriend? We all do it. It all takes different form and a different shape. But when it comes to parenting, when it comes to motherhood, when it comes to your understanding that your children will grow up to be independent men and women of character, even if they choose to go in a different direction than you always think they should, they will grow up knowing the difference between right and wrong. I have something I want to read to you that I've, I've treasured. It actually is in the copy of Loving Life as an At-Home Mom. I gave you life, but I cannot live it for you. I can teach you things, but I cannot make you learn. I can give you directions, but I cannot always be there to lead you. I can allow you freedom, but I cannot account for it. I can take you to church, but I cannot make you choose. I can teach you right from wrong, but I can't always decide for you. I can buy you beautiful clothes, but I cannot make you lovely inside. I can offer you advice, but I cannot accept it for you. I give you love, but I cannot force it upon you. I can teach you to be a friend, but I cannot make you one. I can teach you to share, but I cannot make you unselfish. I can teach you to respect, but I cannot force you to show honor. I can grieve about your report card, but I cannot doubt your teachers. I can advise you about your friends, but I cannot choose them. I can tell you about drink, but I cannot say no for you. I can warn you about drugs, but I cannot prevent you from using them. I can tell you about lofty goals, but I can't achieve them for you. I can let you babysit, but I can't be responsible for your actions. I can teach you kindness, but I can't force you to be gracious. I can warn you about sin, but I cannot make your morals. I can love you as a daughter or a son, but I cannot place you in God's family. I can pray for you, but I cannot make you walk with God. I can teach you about Jesus, but I cannot make him your Savior. I can teach you to obey, but I cannot make Jesus your Lord. And I can tell you how to live, but I cannot give you eternal life. I think that is so powerful because these are the very things we want. Every last phrase in that piece is what we want. We want our children to say no against drink. We want our children to prevent them from using drugs. We want them to love Jesus. We want them to love and be loved. But we cannot make them. That's why it's so ultimately important that from birth, we teach and serve our children. We teach them how to be servants. Now, I often say, do you know what you're going to do when the baby gets home? Is the baby going to go to sleep in the light or the dark or the noise or the quiet? Can you tell me? Mothers look at me like, no, no, I haven't thought about that yet. Well, think about it. Because you can train a child to sleep in the middle of the noisiest room or to have only quiet before they'll go to sleep. Now, can you see the problem with either one of those if that's how your child is trained? And everything we do from the moment they are born until they become age of their own to make their own decision is guided by how we teach and train and how we pray for them. Please again find the free resources on our website. And today we have been talking about are you a servant or a slave? And I pray that you will be, as Jesus reminded us, a servant to all. Remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make a very uncommon day of practicing your servanthood.